0: A good martial artist does not become tense but ready not thinking yet not dreaming ready for whatever may come when the opponent expand I contract when he contracts I expand and when there is an opportunity I do not hit it hits all by itself <laughs>
1: Taken, my friend. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Fascinated with Films. Gobble gobble. The Thanksgiving edition. That's right. Because when you think turkey, <laughs> you should think martial arts films. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, some people watch football, we like to talk kung fu. Yeah,
1: it's not too cool to be such a jive turkey so close to Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's my favorite Thanksgiving line from uh, the great trading places that's so good <laughs> yes we are recording this on thanksgiving that's right yeah being justin our i like to think it as lucky enough not to have to deal with <laughs> uh other people on Thanksgiving. that's right <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. so we get to enjoy each other's company and uh, eat some turkey we have a turkey in the oven and uh we're gonna talk some martial arts. Yeah,
0: until the turkey is done, and <laughs> then we will no longer be talking martial arts.
1: <laughs> Dave is not here. You you probably can uh, realize. I mean, he can't be quiet at times. But... He might be a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's such a great ninja impression that Dave should be doing right now. <laughs> you are hence to be called Dave Ninja. <laughs> Continue your job, Dave. Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk some. Let's talk the genre of. Ninjas. Is this something that's always you?
0: Yeah, uh, since I was young... Because um, this
1: is a very niche kind of uh, uh, genre for people to be into. You yeah, know? yeah. And you always know I've had several friends that love it and then others that could not be. Yeah. And the least interested. I mean, they were like my
0: action movies before real action movies, mm. you know, and like one that you have on there is, you know, like what got me into it. And, you know, just from there... I, When I was a kid, I used to love to pretend I knew karate, you know, and how did I get to pretend to know karate from watching karate movies just like everyone else? Yeah, yeah, you know, Um, and and yeah, so I, I have always been a fan of martial arts movies.
1: My cousin was a huge fan of martial arts movies, and I think that's kind of what got me into it. Mm-hmm. That and around the like early 80s, uh, they were on TV a lot. Uh-huh. You know, I don't know what time uh, period was, if it was like Saturday afternoons or maybe it was late at night. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I seemed to always be exposed to it. But even on HBO, they were, there was, it was a very popular kind of genre. Oh, yeah. You know, the ninja or like even just the different. Styles of kung fu and everything. Have you uh, taken any martial arts classes? Uh,
0: when I was a kid, uh, probably like seven or eight, I took martial arts for, I took taekwondo for yeah. like two weeks. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's Dave, about it.
1: My, uh, Dave, he should be here talking about this. Uh, he took taekwondo. All the way up to maybe his like brown belt, maybe like the one really? right before black. Uh-huh. And my younger brother uh, Matt took it, but he was only a couple of belts in. I think when he stopped, uh-huh. uh, I didn't. I, it was like the Christian school, like <laughs> <laughs> kicking ass for Jesus. <laughs> uh, but. They were pretty good, you know. I used to go out and watch the exhibitions and stuff, and it was all the breaking the boards and stuff like that. Yeah. So it was yeah. fun. Uh, I never did it myself, wasn't really interested. I'd love watching it, though. Yeah,
0: I, I saw this new thing, well, new to me. Um, where it's like board breaking, but it's like team board breaking, and it's like stunt team board breaking to where these people are jumping like eight feet what? in the air with like an assist from two people throwing them up, like
1: and then breaking the board, and when breaking they're like
0: top. five and six boards at a time, <laughs> like, and it's all super fast paced. It's like its own little stunt show. It's it's really entertaining wow. to watch. Yeah,
1: that is something to check out. Then yeah. I, there's something always been about those board breaking that's just interesting shit yeah. oh yeah, and, yeah. The and break breaking and uh, people that can do that and it's and
0: awesome. I've never broken a board but I mean <laughs> I have this intuition that like it doesn't seem as hard to break a martial arts board yeah, yeah. as it does like a 2 by 4 from Home Depot yeah. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> or on the movie set <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> these are pre-broken right yeah. <laughs> yes Mr. Lee <laughs> just making sure oh, <laughs> is there a specific uh, type of martial arts film that you gravitate to or like a style uh, because it's weird how everyone's kind of connected to their own kind of style
0: yeah i mean yes and no it's like it's not
1: weird i guess it makes sense right
0: yeah <laughs> I, I mean yes and no because like you know i i, I mean for me it's about seeing each of the different styles and, you know, each individual star or actor. Because that's one thing, is you can make anybody an action star. Mm -hmm. You cannot make anybody a martial arts, you know, star. Like, you can't fake that. I mean, I guess you can to a degree, but...
1: Most of these these movies, I think, well, at the beginning, maybe not some of the sequels, but they're vehicles for specific actors who have really great skills. Oh, yeah. And just occasionally they might come across one that actually can act. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's interesting when that happens because there's certain ones on here that their acting skills are definitely in the back. Kind yeah, of of yes. Yeah. L- later, like the uh, the more modern stuff now, though, they've got a lot of fantastic actors who are like Donnie Yen now. Absolutely. uh, uh, All these stars, because when you think martial arts, and I think we have a good cross section here of some of the biggest stars, you know, like I think we have Jet Li, we have, um, who else is Bruce on Lee Bruce Lee is on the list. Oh, <laughs> Fra- Je- Frank O'Neill. no wait. Yeah. <laughs> He's on the list, but it's not who you think. Jeff Spiegman's uh, on the list. Chuck Norris, yeah. Jeff Spiegman. Yeah. <laughs> there can only be one thing. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Jeff. Of all the movies he did, I'll,
0: I I had to narrow it down to just one. Yeah. Um and well, and see some of mine are like one is like uh, a movie that's an Indonesian movie. Um, yeah, I mean
1: some of these you've got a couple on your list that are like really old school true kung fu fan type movies and a lot of mine are commercial I do like a lot of those old school ones too and I've probably seen my share of them too just not knowing the names of them back in the day or what they were when I see certain uh, stuff from even like Enter the Dragon or something I was like oh man I totally forgot about that scene with there and and I just have always had that in my memory bank Um, but they're exciting man I didn't get into many fights growing up but uh i feel like yeah i would get my ass kicked. Yeah. <laughs> by, any of these, by any of these guys absolutely
0: these movies, man <laughs> um well and so like you know like i said i, I like this from a young age so um i'm sure you're familiar with the wu-tang clan oh yeah yeah so i guess i was like 14 15 something like that um were you here when media play was around
1: Oh yeah, Media Play. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. so
0: Media Play had a box set of ten movies, and it was the Wu Tang series. Oh and yeah, and yeah, yeah. so all of the clips and stuff that's mm. in all of their songs, they put the collection of yeah, movies yeah. together. And a buddy of mine got it, and so this is one of the my, one of my favorites from that collection. It's called Shaolin versus Wu Tang. yeah, never um, heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but
1: I am uh, a. I'm excited to hear about
0: it. Yeah, well, and so like, and you'll have to pardon me because I am going to do my best to get through names oh, of man. people. We're but both I, some yeah, names I here. mean, no disrespect at all. Absolutely. Um, so Chuck Norris. Yeah. It sounds just like it said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So this movie is there's two friends. Um. One is of the Wu Tang martial arts school. The other is a Shaolin monk.
1: Now did. Uh, before you get into it, uh, just to talk Wu Tang here, uh, did the band get their name from these this uh, style yeah. of uh, the kung fu because it's a it's a group of movies or is it a? Uh what is the Wu Tang?
0: Well, it's it's a Wu Tang Clan. It's oh, gotcha. it's you know. Uh, so you know, like in many martial arts movies, you have different clans of martial mm-hmm. artists, and so you know, the Wu Tang and the Shaolin are two. Did separate. they have the
1: rights to use? This I know, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm thinking logistics here. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm
0: sure by now they've bought the rights. <laughs> did, like, you know, I
1: don't. Uh, who is it, RZA? Yeah, <laughs> did yeah. Riza go to the Wu Tang Clan movies and say? Uh, so, but it was, um. How many films were in that Wu-Tang thing?
0: So, the the box set that we got, there was 10. Okay. Um, and, like, so this movie came out in 1983, mm-hmm. you know, far before the Wu-Tang.
1: But super in that uh, time period where it was super popular. Yeah, absolutely. 83, it seems like that's when it's just started.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, there was, you know, you couldn't, you could find a martial arts movie about anything at mm-hmm. that time, you know. Um, So in this one, these two guys are friends, but they they're also rival clans, you know, Um, and both of their styles are becoming like threatening to the lord of the land. And so he and he's a martial arts expert and he knows just about every style there is out there, but he starts to feel threatened by the Shaolin and the Wu Tang so he invites the Shaolin leader, you know, master to his uh like palace for tea mm. to try and get him to give up his secrets, and he says no and he leaves. So he then invites the Wu Tang master and the Wu Tang swordsman. That's that's their style, is the Wu Tang sword style. Um I know, right? A and A plus for names. I would like that's to try your Wu Tang <laughs> technique, you know? Um And so he refuses to teach the Lord as well. So the Lord poisons him with some sake and um, I think it was sake, just rice wine. Um, but they use a, a poison that's the secret of the Shaolin that he somehow knew. Mm-hmm. So they think that the Shaolin murdered their master and the master knew what happened. And like, cause he was going to give him the antidote mm-hmm. if he told him the secrets, you know, and he said no, but he taught him a few things and had his student like, Act out the things he was saying. and he tells him to do a certain move. and he the move has a spin, and he spins around, and the master jumps in front of the sword, and the student just punctures him through
1: the heart, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. so that he can't pass on the secrets. <sighs> Well, treachery, man, all these movies, they're dealing with some serious treachery. Exactly. Yeah. You realize that when you're going through like a marathon of these, it's just one person trying to secretly screw over somebody else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or somebody's (laughs) been wronged and they're going to, you know, get
0: revenge. Um, And so, you know, but I mean, and it's the thing with all of these movies, you know, the fighting and the choreography and especially like. Back in 1983, you know, wire techniques were almost, I mean, they did the backflips off trampolines, Yeah, but there was no floating or anything like that. Not since
1: uh, uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Right. That's when, uh, what was it, Wu Ping, I think, was the guy. I think so, Because then he went on to help with The Matrix, Mm -hmm. and he just became the master of wire work. Right. And he had been doing it already for 30 years, but he was doing it in Japan with uh, foreign films. Right. So... It's true, and it's weird that it took so long for that kind of to get acceptable because it's beautiful when it's done well. Yeah. In a lot of the movies where it's... uh, There's one in particular on uh, your list here that I think uh, utilized it probably the best. Yeah. Uh,
0: But, uh, yeah, and I mean, so... I, it's hard to talk about the martial arts you know what about the fight <laughs> yeah, scenes I know, I you know, know. was um, there
1: anyone uh, famous in this movie not that in you would know movie, this yeah. was yeah. this was just These one were of those you know
0: with the with <laughs> the overdubbing yeah <laughs> and then you know the word saying with the you know um but i love that stuff yeah. too you know did you ever
1: go to the top restaurant here i don't know if they uh, they do it anymore but they used to play like old uh, kung fu movies in the background really? just silent Yeah, just but they'd be on the TV awesome. just randomly too Yeah, you're like what the hell is a movie I'm watching I did it to a western a couple times too I'm just like huh. whose idea was this it's Yeah, pretty cool though
0: but um, so just to you know kind of get to this, through the story because and actually this is for free on YouTube you can find this for oh, nice. free all the way through
1: most of these I found a lot of these old kung fu movies they're either cheap because they must have been like mass produced oh I'm sure and every one of those like dollar general kind of sets yeah like that, yeah. And you could probably get them because I was looking for one of the ones on your list that had some serious bad quality, and I was thinking I was like, "Oh, they're gonna charge twenty dollars for this motherfucker." Yeah, and it's like three bucks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, done.
0: done. Um, so what ends up basically happening is is the two friends have to fight the Lord, and the Lord learns both of their styles, mm-hmm. but they combine both of their styles. So it's like unbeatable, you know? And... Uh, there's always it, a trick to the trick. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And uh, and also the Lord has like his little right-hand man who's always telling him what to do. Yeah. Like, you know, he's oh my Lord, I, I have a plan that will work for sure this time, you know? like and, Some of uh,
1: these stories, man, it, it, you can tell really when there's some serious thought put into them or where it's just trying to right. hey, just enjoy the martial arts. Exactly, yeah. We're as embarrassed as you are. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) But, you know, we'll take your money. Yeah. But
0: But Shaolin versus Wu-Tang. We got
1: another one to start filming in an hour here. Yeah. (laughs) Bring in the new guys. Yeah. All right. For my first one here, number five, I am going to go the Chuck Norris route. Okay. And I'm going to pick 1980s The Octagon. Okay. Now... Are were you familiar with the Octagon? Well, I was going to say we
0: just watched the trailer yeah, for it. But besides I, that. Yeah, no, like I was saying. You had never seen that, huh? I was, I was introduced to Chuck Norris as Braddock. Yeah. So that's like from Braddock on is what I know of Chuck Norris. I think
1: I probably was introduced to him uh, around the same time as Braddock, but they used to play all of these on HBO back in the day. So uh-huh. I was able to watch all of them. Uh-huh. But I, technically, I think the first one I ever watched was, do you ever seen Lone Wolf McQuaid?
0: I know the name. Yeah,
1: it was it was a fun movie, uh, and it was I think it was PG thirteen. I want to swear that it was one of the first PG thirteen movies I was allowed to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I always liked him. He really morphed at that beginning of his career. He really was kind of a kung fu martial art star. Uh-huh. But then eventually, he just became a flat out action star, and he would always have a gun in his hand. I almost uh, can think of him in more roles. With a machine gun or an Uzi in his hand, yeah. Rolls where he's just using his fists, right? Uh, for sure. We had just recently watched that uh, that Way of the Dragon scene that we just. Watched oh yeah, with, absolutely. Uh, with him Bruce and Bruce Lee. Lee, yeah. And I think that must have been his kind of coming out party. Uh, Bruce putting him in one of his pitchers to come on because Chuck had a distinct style, but I think a lot of what was going on with Chuck Norris is he, you could tell he had a lot of power mm-hmm. behind either his kicking or his punching Yeah, where Bruce really kind of, uh, his thing was how speedy he was. Oh my gosh. I mean, he was like Muhammad Ali. Yeah. <laughs> on steroids. Yeah. And yeah. Like, 100 pounds less yeah exactly because <laughs> he yeah. was just bouncing around Yeah, we. Had that was that... a brutal scene man oh yeah dude you know and, and... I couldn't remember how it. Uh, what the uh, finale was no yeah no, just me like neither. breaking Chuck Norris's uh, yeah. his hand no, like he's got a little gimpy hand yeah. well, and then he
0: breaks his fucking neck yeah <laughs> like, sorry welcome Chuck to, welcome to Hollywood <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you in a couple pictures yeah I'll see you when you sign on with Cannon yeah <laughs>
1: Well, anyways, the Octagon. This was because... So he had already done Way of the Dragon. He had already... Did he have a stash in this? Yeah, he already had established (laughs) a stash. So that's when his career really took off. So this was definitely before Braddock. I want to say Braddock must have been like... Eighty-two or eighty-three? Yeah, even maybe. maybe like eighty-four. Man, he loved those movies too, man. Oh yeah, I love the uh, the mission and action movies. The, yeah, uh, the second one was way better than the first one. I'm fuzzy. It, if you're a fan of those movies, you like the second one more.
0: The one where uh, he goes back to rescue the people, right?
1: That was the first one. That, oh, really? Uh, the uh, other one when this was when he was actually in the prison camp and he was being oh, tortured when yeah. they put the rat in the bag, when they hung him from the tree, and he they actually pulled the. Bag off thinking that the rat had bitten off his face, and mm-hmm. he uh, Chuck Norris had it in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck Norris, bitch. <laughs> so I think I probably saw it before this, so he had a lot going behind it. But this was one of his movies that it, it really dealt with the martial arts and mm-hmm. it dealt with ninjas and stuff like that. Right. And So what's going on with Chuck in this movie is he's got, he's having these crazy flashbacks and you could tell that he has been trained in the martial arts. He's very typical to these Kung Fu movies too with the sensei and training uh, several people. And you know, every time they train several people, you know, one or two might be so bad, but come on, maybe three or four are good. So (laughs) (laughs) you got to work the odds here, people. (laughs) So that's exactly what happened. His brother uh, played by the great, I got to try this one. Uh, Tadashi uh, Yamashita. Ooh, Ooh, that might well, be pretty well good. Well done, dude. Yeah, and you might know Mr. Uh, Yamashita from uh, several pictures. He actually had uh, was the head ninja in um, American Ninja, which we might be talking about here in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> another one that might be talked about in the future, Jim uh, Kata, uh-huh. which I actually have not seen yet. Yeah. And I have until our next. Movie. Yeah, we probably didn't even mention this is will be a two part. Oh yeah, two-part. that's right. I probably yeah. did in the. Uh, in the description, description so. right? Yeah, but yeah, there was so many of these movies. I just Justin was gonna cry if we had just limited <laughs> ourselves to five. He's like, man, I'm not gonna be able to do this. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> I gotta leave somebody off. I'm yeah. get phone calls. I can't know, it, right? So yeah, can't, we agree. Can't disappoint. He wanted to do a five parter, but I said no. We're leaving it at two. <laughs> so yeah, with the Octagon, that's exactly what happened. He ended up. Uh, being sworn enemies kind of with his almost like brother character that was raised and trained by this uh, one guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was this great uh, um, Yamashita guy who's super talented and definitely looks like he's been in the business forever, but he has a great kind of look in the octagon. And so what's happening in the octagon is he's just seeing flashbacks, but he's kind of getting run into the business, and he realizes that there is – a lot of ninjas around lately (laughs) (laughs) and he's not quite sure why and apparently there's a syndicate called the octagon which Uh are recruiting uh they're recruiting martial arts guys and ninjas and stuff to be uh trained to be used as like terrorists oh wow this also had a rare super small cameo where uh chuck norris is on the street and uh, there's a uh, tournament that's going to happen soon, very similar like Bloodsport or something. Right. And uh, this one guy came up to him and said, "Hey, are you going to be in the tournament?" And he's like, "He's like, no, I'm not going to be in the tournament." And then he walked on. Well, that, that one quick cameo was Ernie Hudson. No so kidding. Russia, I was like, "What the hell?" And I checked the dates. I was like, "Wow, this is like five years before uh, Ghostbusters. This must have been the first. Wow, time I had, that's had ever crazy. Seen him. So, and I, back then when I watched Doctor Who, I probably didn't even recognize it. I'm sure. It's like, yeah. It's Winston yeah. Zedmore, dude. <laughs> I know. It's right? down. I want to see him. Uh, but they showed the training camps which were crazy they'd had like military style training camps where mm-hmm. people were fighting ninjas but the ninjas were like killing the 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 people there if they weren't doing the uh, right oh, job shit. so it was it almost seemed forced but it wasn't these people were really into it but yeah. they had a lot of people like and that's what happened one of them one of them defected and kind of went to Chuck Norris and said hey this is what's going on uh-huh. and then they they do a big mistake that they do in a lot of these kind of movies where they kill the star's best friend, uh, <laughs> or his brother, or yeah. his love interest. Or yeah, or his, yeah, exactly. And uh. you, you, he basically gets triggered. And, yeah, and so Chuck's like all wound up and ready to go now, man. Yeah. And another person that's great in this movie is the uh, the legendary uh, Lee Van Cleef, who was yeah. uh, from uh, Skate from New, uh, yeah, Skate from New York, and he played the bad in the good, the bad and the ugly. Oh yeah, but that's a really good from, actor, yeah. man. Uh, I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. He was great in this. This was towards the end of his career, too, though. So he came in and he, he also... Played a very similar character as a lot of these stories go. Who uh, That guy you think is on the level, but he's behind the whole thing. Right, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, he played that guy. He, he played Shady really well, so he was awesome in it. But I loved it, man. I thought it was just fun. It was a great look at Chuck before he went all oozy. Yeah. Because a lot of times when I think of him, I think of him from Delta Force. Right. Or from Invasion USA, Code mm. of Silence. I mean, he had Side so kicks. many great. Sidekicks. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> man, we should have put sidekicks on this. Yeah. So the Octagon, yeah. Everyone should check it out. Hell yeah. Good fight scenes.
0: All right. Um, So this is one. It came on HBO a lot back in the day. Um, So I have to thank them for Jeff Spiegman (laughs) and The Perfect Weapon.
1: The Perfect Weapon, man. This was a random one. This was one of the ones... This must have been around the same time as like Seagal was doing his shit. Yeah, it was
0: like uh, 91. yeah. Yeah.
1: So Seagal had already been doing a whole bunch of stuff. So had... Jean-Claude Van Damme, and uh, I definitely have a Van Damme on my uh, part, too, because I'm a huge Van Damme uh, guy also. But uh, he was ripe for it, man. Yeah. He, I, he, I, it's a decent movie. It is a decent movie. It's a lot better than uh, than it really should have been. Yeah. This, when I watch the movie, I'm thinking, man, this, they just got all the actors from like Rising Sun yep. and, and from Big Drum Little China. Yep. They just packed this movie with it, and he wasn't the best of actors (laughs) (laughs) but he was a monster man yeah oh yeah big no he was big and he was really he was like a master in kenpo yeah which i'm not sure about a lot of what's going on the only
0: kenpo movie i've ever seen yeah
1: and i think he became like the ambassador for it where he interesting he went on and he's still doing it and uh uh Holding that Kenpo flag, high. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I had never heard about it until this movie too, and I I saw it and I was like, yeah, this just looks like one of those great kind of uh, in the wrong place at the wrong time type of uh, things. Yeah, well, what, did, well and, what was it that you liked about this movie?
0: Well, first of all, it's action packed. Yeah, you know the martial arts in this movie is great, mm-hmm. um, especially like when he gets a hold of those. Uh, they're I get they're like Kenpo sticks. Yeah. you know. And I think that was kind of the first time... Remember the opening?
1: (laughs) No, remind me. The opening was really... uh, It was really kind of weird. He was just he had his shirt off and he's just just practicing he's just practicing in his apartment and everything and they're they're playing that 90s I got the power yeah song in the background and you're like what the hell am I watching it's gotta
0: be better than Die Hard 2 with the guy naked doing Tai Chi (laughs) (laughs) I just wouldn't have started my movie with it right yeah (laughs) but you're like Uh, what's happening here well and so two of my favorite you know especially references like pop references are in this movie really one is Sub-Zero from The Run Man. Um, And the other is Rufio.
1: Rufio. Exactly. So it's, and that's Jimmy. Definitely. And there's uh, there's a James Hong in this movie. Yeah. Absolutely. And and Mako. I loved Mako. Yep. He was fantastic. And you ever seen Taking Care of Business with uh, James Belushi? It sounds very familiar. He escaped from jail and he switched identities with Charles Grodin, and uh, Charles Grodin, uh, he was living the life child's grown was supposed to live and everything, and he was one of the uh, Japanese kind of uh, industrialists he was doing business with. Really? He was so funny at that moment. Huh.
0: Um, but yeah, Tanaka is Professor Tori Toru Tanaka, who for some reason always plays a character named Tanaka, except for Sub-Zero and The
1: Running Man. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was a professor, too. Yeah. Did my favorite role... Of all time with him uh-huh. is, and every time I see him, it's all I think about is him opening the door and saying, Francis, and Pee Wee Herman being on the other side, and him saying, sorry, Francis is taking that That's back. right. Yeah. And, <laughs> <I> <laughs> oh, really? Where forget- are they hosing him down? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> like,
0: oh, my gosh. He was so um, great nut. I'm so glad you brought that up, because I <laughs> wanted to mention this to you the other day. They are rebooting peewee's playhouse are they they are it's about time man. yeah i think i, I, I loved it yeah I thought
1: it was great uh they must be starting right now because i heard on thanksgiving that they're playing a 24-hour marathon on i don't i think it's a station i don't get but yeah. i would be watching i think it. it's like true tv or something i used to like love that. that show man yeah i used to uh rush home from uh doing my paper route when i was a kid mm-hmm. uh, just to be able to see it yeah <laughs> pre vhs uh, yeah <laughs> VCR,
0: so, um, <laughs> Jeff Speedman comes to see, is, is, I'm trying to think of who, uh, Waco or Mako is.
1: He is like, uh, Jeff Speedman's father was a cop right? and remember his brother's a cop also currently yeah, and he actually is in the movie with him and helps him with what's going on. Mm-hmm. But he is, I don't think he's got a mother, but his father is the same guy from, uh, I've seen him. He plays this tough guy all the time. I've, you ever seen Relentless with Judd Nelson? He played Judd Nelson's father. And he was also in summer school. You ever seen summer school? Yeah, absolutely. He was like Francis's father, Chainsaw's dad. Oh,
0: um, okay. Yeah, I do. I uh, think I do know who you're talking he, about. He
1: played Jeff Speedman's dad in it. Uh, and his best friend, I guess, was Mako. Uh-huh. Uh, and so they kind of, uh, he was always like a family friend or something like that. Right.
0: And so he's like, they're visiting him after yeah. his father dying, I think. Um. And like well, the
1: father's still alive. I'm oh, wondering how Jeff Speedman gets into town. I, I guess because I think that's what it is, or he's just visiting them. Uh, and the Yakuza. because Mako Mako owns like an antique shop, right, or something like that. And his uh was his nephew or something. Yeah, is played by uh, uh Rufio. Yeah,
0: and it, oh my gosh, what's this guy's name? Is like Tammy Tan or something like that. I Benny Benny Han Who's Benny this? Hong, the main bad guy that, oh, that Rufio is always talking about. So it, basically he didn't uh, uh mako didn't pay his yeah protection money and these guys <laughs> these, never used that before yeah they. right and these thugs show up to beat him up and they end up like killing him but he shows up and beats their ass these and shop like,
1: owners must never watch a movie that <laughs> they <laughs> would know how this goes down yeah
0: you know how this works They're right break up
1: my shit yeah oh my <laughs> gosh what a great racket
0: um And so, basically, like you said, you know, when it comes to martial arts movies, there's only a few bases for them. Revenge is one of them. You know, you killed my best friend, you killed this person.
1: Oh, man, it was a difficult scene, too, and they didn't even show it. Mm -hmm. What was weird about it was... uh Mako had sat up in, in bed. Remember, he heard something hap coming up the stairs. Yeah, and it, the the guy from Pee Wee's Big Adventure ain't being stealthy, even yeah. though he, he got the jump on several people in this movie. Yeah, where they just they just cut out that uh, him those walking big lumbering yeah. footsteps <laughs> because there's no way he's sneaking up on anyone. Right. So Mako like sits up and uh, he that guy opens the door and you know he just fills that the whole, whole doorway, doorway, yeah, and everything and. He just walked towards him, and Mako just realized that I can do nothing here. Right. There's nothing I can do. if Whatever he's going to do to me, he's going to do to me. And he yeah. kind of accepted his fate. He yeah. He just kills him. Remember he, leaves he leaves a the flower rose. or he leaves something. A flower yeah, that's right. Yeah. Out, yeah. Which Spe- uh, Speakman sees it later on, and he's like, oh, yeah. i going crazy. <laughs> yeah. You'll never, you'll never, uh, Hogan was, you thought Hogan was out in the ring yeah. and his arm would stay up yeah. and they start yeah. up. It's speaking, man. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> there was a scene in it which was really great. It was right after he found out Mako had been killed mm-hmm. where he walked outside uh-huh. and he was so friggin' livid and, uh, like five or six muggers came out of nowhere. Yes, yes. And asked for his Those wallet. Those poor guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. That's exactly what I thought. And I was like, oh my God, this yeah. is such a good example of bad timing. Absolutely. And uh, Because it was like immediately, uh, he walked right out to the side of the door and they were there. And he, yeah. he holds up his wallet and he said, do you want my wallet? This yeah. is what you want? Yep. And he takes these guys out it was faster. like six guys. It was probably the best like single sequence uh, that he did in that movie yeah. uh, be, to show uh, how big he was and how fast he was. Mm-hmm. I have to look up Kenpo and see what they're kind of uh, what is behind their style because I really don't know shit about
0: it. It seems like it's a lot of quick it's a lot forearms, of forearms, like you know what I mean. Or like yeah, quick punches kind yeah. of seems what it's you know. But there isn't, isn't much Chung. flipping
1: or stuff like that. Uh, or flipping your opponent over you, or anything—it's no. all like fist, yeah, and, like uh, hand-to-hand combat. Similar to what's the Seagal one? Is it a Kito? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like bone-breaking yeah. shit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I was gonna say something else about it. I don't remember what it was now. Oh well. Wasn't that perfect, Speakman's the president. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would totally... He should have been... All these people oh,
1: should have been in The Expendables if they weren't oh, already, you know? Absolutely. And Speakman's one of those people they could have totally stuck in there anywhere, man. It yep. would have been awesome. It would have been great. I don't know what he looks like now, but... No, me neither.
0: But uh, my, my favorite scene in The Perfect Weapon is when um, Sub-Zero, <laughs> Professor Tanaka... Um, I like Sub-Zero. I know, me too, right? Uh... Basically he's he's going up against the police. Yeah. And they tase him. Like, oh yeah, yeah. They tase him like three or four yeah, yeah. times and he's just walking up to the police yeah. like, you know, and eventually they get him into the car. Yeah. Um, but remember he like flips the limousine yeah. by hand. Not like <laughs> yeah. not like driving and turning and flipping. Yeah. He picks up a fucking limousine oh, yeah, and flips man. it over, you know? Um, but they have him in the back of the cop car mm-hmm. and he breaks through and like Kills both like of the who cops. Who made
1: this wire mesh between these cops? I know like, he right? just went right through that, <laughs> right thing too. through it. Dude. Now, I think it was Speakman's brother who was like driving. I think you're right because he was the younger brother who was the cop, and mm-hmm. then when it flipped over and he just kind of uh, left. Yeah, man, it was it was good, man. Was like good I said, movie. it was a, it was better than it should have been, and uh, the the we should mention the great James Hong. Yeah, uh, being able to come out and uh, be the bad guy in this too, and he was another one in that role where. You're talking to him a couple times during the movie. This can't be the bad guy. Yeah, right. Oh, I'm the bad guy. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I'm going to talk about another fun one here. This is 1985's American Ninja. Oh, hell yes. I love American Ninja, man. Dudikoff. I was just talking about the other day. Why is Dudikoff not in The Expendables? Yeah, yeah. He should totally be in there. And my (laughs) (laughs) my cat is a huge Dudikoff fan. (laughs) He says, fuck, speak, but Dudikoff. (laughs) Oh, that's uh, awesome. I can't remember the black guy's name in this movie too. And oh. He was so friggin' good, man. man give me he was, just a second, because he's got to have his name mentioned. Uh, damn, he was so good in this too, man. This well, and he's also in Dust uh, Till Dawn, right? No, who from Dust Till Dawn? The big black guy? Yeah. No, that's not him. Oh, that's it's a different not? guy. No, uh this guy was in I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. Remember, he played Kung Fu Joe in I'm right. Gonna Get You Sucker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was really great in this, too. <laughs> a lot of actors you were surprised to see in this movie, too. And this was one of the... I guess this is a good time to talk about canon films. <laughs> if yeah. <there's> <laughs> so uh, anyone that grew up in the 70s or in the 80s, I guess it's more the 80s. It was like 1980 to 19 like 88 or 89. Uh, Steve James. There we go. He's one of those two... Two name first name guys, Steve James. See if yeah. I can remember that throughout the <laughs> Uh So yeah, Canon Films, man. They were a couple brothers, I think, or maybe they were just really good, good friends. friends. Maybe yeah. they were from like Turkey, I want to say, mm-hmm. and they were these like crazy investors. It's an awesome documentary about it. If anyone wants to check it out, called Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, it's like the wild wacky adventures of two independent which they also producers produced that movie. Yeah, yeah. Which is uh, breaking two electric. Boogaloo. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, these brothers. Made all the great, if it wasn't Roger Corman and his kind of crew of Joe Dante and uh, all his people, and it was a cheesy movie, chances are it was like a canon film too, because they monopolized like so much good, cheesy kind of movies back then. But specifically, all Chuck Norris's films Mm -hmm. and all um, Charles Bronson's films. To the point where they would just like give one to one guy and one to another. Yeah, put one and, in this yeah. Chuck's pile, put one in the yeah. old Chuck's pile. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> see which ones you like and which ones they throw back. Yeah, and you really they were interchangeable. Those guys after oh, yeah. a while, and that's when Chuck was not doing his uh, his kind of martial arts anymore. Yeah, but American Ninja was one of the best of the canon films too, and this. I think this happened just because it was at like the perfect age for me too. Mm-hmm. I was like nine or ten years old. Yeah. Eighty-five, so I would have been turning ten at the end of the year. So chances are I was like nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nine year old wants to see this type of movie. Yeah. <laughs> this movie is fun, dude. And it doesn't take it too serious. Right. And me and my younger brother uh watch this a lot like Saturday mornings I watched HBO. this with my brother as well. Yeah. And it's
0: it's been probably twenty years since I've seen it. But I mean, it's just one of those movies that always like is if somebody just mentions it, you're like, oh, Yep, yeah. I I got your back. Or you, it like, just makes you smile, man. Yeah, Because exactly. it's just
1: one of those fun ones, and a lot of random act- actors and actresses in this. the The main love interest in this movie that brunette that he uh-huh. kind of like saves at the beginning from being kidnapped and right kind of goes in the jungle with her. Remember yeah. he's breaking her heels off and oh, that's right, yeah. her Skirt down and yeah. tying it up and everything, and she's just bitching at him. Yeah, and she becomes his love interest. It's the uh it's the brunette girl from Weird Science. Oh, really? Uh, one of the remember, that was a yeah, blonde. Yeah, the blonde brunette. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and she was also one of the victims from Friday 13th Part 4. Really? Uh, she got it in the uh, raft. Remember, I don't know if you remember that. Looks like her there name
0: was, was Judy Aronson.
1: Huh. Yeah. I don't know what she's done since then. Yep, that's her. Yeah, yeah. In Friday Thirteenth Part Four, she like skinny dipped out to this yellow raft, and she was like laying on her stomach. Uh-huh. And he he went underneath the raft and stuck like an arrow. Oh wow! Out, out oh, the spear. Yeah, 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 It was a spear gun. Yeah, she was great in that, and uh, she was good in the American Ninja. Oh, she Ninja. was in yeah. Kiss
0: Kiss Bang Bang. Um, she was yeah. in Hannibal.
1: Oh, so she's still doing stuff, man. Who's she in Hannibal? I'll huh, have to. That's see. interesting.
0: She was in Desert Kickboxer.
1: Oh, <laughs> he started to sly after Hannibal. <laughs> Anyways, so what what we got going on here is we're there's like a military base, and that's where we're kind of centered. With Steve James is there, and Dudikov, and uh, who she playing?
0: She was news reporter number five. Oh man,
1: <laughs> I ain't knocking. I'd love to be news reporter absolutely. number five. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. On <laughs> a big budget movie, get that Calioc. check. Yeah. <laughs> uh, So, this all takes place kind of on a military base, Mm -hmm. and you've got uh, the head of the military in this. I don't know if you ever watched Alf back in the day. Oh, yeah. His his neighbor, Mr. Akmanek, you know, the one that almost always caught Alf. Yes. uh, He was the main military guy in American Ninja.
0: (laughs) His name looks to be Gooch Cook. Gooch. He's totally a Gooch.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, so Dudikoff's the new guy, you know, he's getting slack from everyone, and uh, then he ends up, one of the most memorable scenes from it, he ends up kind of facing off between Steve James don't they fight and, like
0: on the volleyball court uh,
1: yeah it was like a basketball court I think maybe I, and uh, yeah. because they're both like sh- he, Steve James like shirtless now. yeah I, it I, I swear now. they fight and on he, the he just volleyball embarrasses court. the hell out of Steve James and Steve James uh, I guess it could go one of two ways into most of these movies like I I now hate you and I'll get you later right. on in the film but this was one of those occasions where I like you kid and I'm yeah. going to be best friends with you now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do three more of these movies <laughs> together yeah. <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> I love the second one too I do not remember the second one but I remember that I liked it I, yeah I, I can't remember recall. that I didn't like 3 I think they might even a change I don't think it was Dutikov I'm three. not sure yeah. yeah but this was simple you know there was a group of like ninjas that were uh that were in cahoots with the military to like uh sell military weapons and they were used almost like as uh kind of like personal bodyguards and everything and Dudikoff just uh, got under everyone's skin and just Mm. made it difficult for them but uh, it was fun man because they had to go on these like adventures together and uh, remember uh, Steve James shooting the uh, what's it a machine gun, or was it, a, a, rocket launcher, I I it was a rocket launcher? I think it was a rocket launcher I'm almost launcher positive it was end. a rocket
0: because I was literally just about to say I remember a, a rocket launcher at the base
1: and the the bad ninja in this who is the main guy who's also from the Octagon is that uh, Tadashi uh, Yamashita. And what was awesome about him is, remember he had like knuckle guns. Oh, yeah. This thing. And then he had like a laser. That was, at one point, oh, he literally shit. pointed his fist at somebody and a laser came out of it and shot. Oh, shit. So they were like, Cannon's like, we're, we're taking all the stops. All right. the way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Ninjas don't have these. Mind you, you have yeah. these. <laughs> Sharks
0: with freaking laser beams. <laughs> oh, it was so fun
1: to see, man. Yeah. Where and do I get knuckle guns? And it's a classic, too. I yeah. mean,
0: you know, and if you haven't seen it, you should see it because it's just just like it's a fun
1: it's cheesy yeah as shit, but, but it's fun. I mean, you, you have to go into almost maybe half the movies we're talking about you have to go into it realizing what you're watching you yeah, know you have yeah. to be into that type of stuff i mean
0: i have one on here that's going to come up soon and i mean it's you know it's, it's a masterpiece it's a work of yeah art, yeah you, you know? have
1: one on there that uh is one of the best movies i've seen in the last five years yeah
0: um and i'm gonna hold off on that one okay. for a minute um you want me to go ahead with my next yeah, one? Yeah, do it. Let's do it. Okay, so for this one That's all
1: you get due to yeah, You're but, lucky with what I gave you. Yeah. <laughs> you and the gooch. You think uh, what
0: <laughs> <done>. <laughs> um okay, so this one is actually one of the more recent ones on my list. Um it's two thousand eleven The Raid Redemption.
1: I have heard all about this movie, and I have not seen it, so I'm just going to have to sit back and enjoy the show. Okay.
0: Uh, yeah, so um, first of all— I always
1: thought this was a straight-up military movie, though.
0: So it's a it's a cop movie. Okay. Um, and it, think New Jack City, you know, okay. but not undercover. It's a police force. It's like a SWAT team going into this building, like in New Jack City, you mm. know, where. but the thing is is— also Hotel Artemis like or like uh, everybody in there Dread? is a criminal yeah there you go like yeah. everybody that lives in the building okay. is part of the organization you know um and it's you know a drug kingpin um and so the main guy's name in the movie is Rama um is this
1: a it is a uh, foreign language Yes, yeah, so film? this is, is it a, Japanese it's Indonesian oh it's Indonesian yeah
0: um which I've heard about I, heard I can about that, say yeah. confidently that this was at this time the only Indonesian film I've ever seen huh. Um, You said this
1: is available on... uh, You had told me before it's available on Netflix. It's on Netflix, yeah. And
0: um, and so the great thing about this movie is, like, it takes a little while for the action to really start, like, maybe 20 minutes, you know? Mm -hmm. But from, like, 25 minutes... Pretty much to the end of the movie, it's like is Black just, Hawk Down. Yeah, I mean it's you know there's there's short scenes of dialogue, kind of like okay, this is our current situation, boom, fight scene. Okay, now this is our current situation, boom, fight scene. Like it's you know,
1: subtitled movie that you don't mind there being subtitled. Yeah, so
0: But I, you know, and because I, I watched this again last night, um, the way. There's a little bit of CGI in there, and when you see it, you're like, oh, that was CGI, you know? Um, but there's no real wires or anything like that. So, basically, the the SWAT team is coming in to take down this entire, like, 20-story, yeah. you know, and building. you said everyone's a criminal. Yeah. What's um, the,
1: uh, the style we're talking here with martial arts?
0: You know, I don't really know. Um, like, it just looks it looks kind of like Ken Poe. Yeah. Um, you know, because it's a lot of—it also looks a lot like— um, uh, Donnie Yen, um, oh, Donnie Yen Wing, Wing Chung you know um, and so like because very quick hand movements short rapid the punches the
1: known for their freaking martial arts Dude, it's crazy man. I'll tell you
0: you watch this movie yeah. and you know and so that's what it is is these guys go in to take out the you know the whole system but mm. the boss is the key um, For what reason are they going in there? Well, because they're, you know, they're cops. Oh, and, oh they're and cops. Yeah, right. they're, right. they're cops. and, and they're doing their job, yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, and they even say, let's go clean up this fucking city, you know. <laughs> so they believe in what they're doing. So they come in and, like, they start sweeping the building through the first, like, couple of fo- f- floors, you know. And so it's very quiet, quick takedowns, so It's just really cool to see. Um, and they get to this point where they're all coming down the hallway, guns drawn, you know, Mm -hmm. just like in full squadron, you know, and this kid comes out of the bathroom and he's kind of like looking down, washing his hand, you know, like wiping Mm -hmm. his hands off and he just kind of stops. And there's like 15 cops with like machine guns, you know, standing right there. And he just kind of looks over to his right and he sees them and they tell him like, don't move, you know, don't say anything, don't do anything. And, they they build up like a couple seconds yeah, of yeah, trust yeah, yeah. and they lower their weapons and he starts to run. Well, the head guy, um, the head police, who's mm-hmm. like head of this task force, boop, just takes <laughs> one shot, you know? But the kid makes it through the door and goes police bullet uh, right through his neck, you know? So he tells the next lookout and so on and so yeah. forth. So that, so that alerts the Alarms building. Alarms are ringing. Now. Yeah. You know, you made it this far. Good yeah. luck. You've got another 12 floors to go, you know? Damn it. So,
1: so it is like dread, man. It does sound like dread. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I had heard somebody talking about it and that was one of the, comp- when dread was coming out, they mm. were like, I hear it's similar to the raid. I think when yeah. we
0: watched it, I, I might've even mentioned Maybe. something yeah. about that. Um, Cause I watched dread with you um and so there's not a whole lot of gunfights in this the beginning that's the difference with (laughs) dread yeah exactly the beginning is gunfights and then there's no more ammo so
1: oh so now it's hand-to-hand because that's all they got
0: except the bad guys all carry like machetes you know, and so Are we talking
1: like thousands of people here. I would say that, <laughs> I would
0: say that the body count in this movie is probably close to like 200. Oh man! And how does
1: how does it work with like floors? Are they trying to get up to a certain floor so, or get I, down to a certain floor? So what <laughs> happens is is that's got to be what the mission is, right? So
0: what it. happens is is the the big boss gets on the loudspeaker and tells everybody in the building. If you kill these people, you can stay here forever rent free. So now the building's like, oh, you're all gonna die, you know? So they get separated and it ends up just being a group of like four guys, Mm. you know? And they can't go down and they can't go up, you know? So they have to figure something out. So they decide, well, the only way we can get out of here is to take the boss. And if we can get to the boss, he'll get us out of here. And what you find out is, is like, nobody knows (laughs) that this operation is going on it turns out that the boss guy is working for another gangster and he was told to take this guy out. So there's no backup coming. No Uh, one knows they're there and they're all going to die in that building, uh, you know? And so this one guy, Rama, and his real name is Iko Uwais. Him and his brother, Jaka, who Jaka is a bad guy, um, and sees his brother and is like, my brother's going to die. I have to fucking help him now, you know? Um, That's where
1: the story kind of takes a shift yeah Yeah.
0: and so jaka there's there's Three main bad guys. There's the boss. And the- One
1: bad guy always has a brother who's a cop, man. Right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> there's there's the boss, and then there's the brain and the muscles. So Jaka is the brain. The muscle. His character's name is just Mad Dog. <laughs> and,
1: and <laughs> I, that's a buildup right there. That you. This guy if you're named Mad Dog. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. This guy. I mean, I wouldn't. I I would imagine if he was standing here right now, he probably isn't taller than five six, five seven. Oh really? You know? Oh,
1: that's even a whole different level. Oh my
0: gosh! And he does this thing where. Or he's got the he's bad brother. too, or is he just like stocky? He's, he's cut up, you know, yeah. but he's small, yeah. you know. Um, and so there's this scene where he's got the bad brother because they found out that the bad brother's brother is a cop, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so he's got a gun to his head. The, you know, Mad Dog's got a gun to jock his head. And he just like puts the gun down. And he unloads it, takes the bullet out of the chamber, and he goes, shooting somebody is like ordering takeout. You know, he's like, I can do that with no problem. He's like, what really gets my blood flowing is this. And he just starts, like, pumping himself up. And, dude.
1: You're about to get the mad dog. Yeah, oh, my God.
0: And, I mean, it's such an incredible fight scene. Because this dude's, like, you know... Probably 5'10, 5'11, yeah. you know, so you're like looking at them going, dude, even on screen, this isn't going to be a good fight. Yeah. Mad Dog is <laughs> incredible, dude, That's and crazy. to the point where it ends up being Jocka, the main character, or Rama and Jocka versus Mad Dog. And like he almost kills both of them, <laughs> you know, and he has this stare like he'll defeat someone, and it's like he just channels this other energy yeah. and just gets this blank look on his face i hope i I hope to God I' never see anyone <laughs> with wanna, that face like, I want to meet a mad duck. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, and it's an intense movie, and so it, it's like a uh,
1: movie that made me think of how crazy he was when you're talking about him there is uh do you ever seen chopper with Eric Bana?
0: I don't think I have
1: eric Bana, when he before he became a movie star uh-huh. he was uh he he's Aussie anyways, uh-huh. but he played this character uh called Chopper who had been like he's a uh He's like a lifer in the prison, and uh, it, they show an attack on him where people are hitting him with a machete and stabbing him, and nothing's happening, man. He's just huge. And oh, wow. He just wow. stares down at him, and he's like, what's the problem, uh, uh, mate? And yeah. It is a brutal, brutal uh Unbelievable portrayal that he uh, performed that a lot of people haven't seen. Uh, if you have a strong stomach, you should check out Chopper. Not <laughs> with sure. Eric Bana, but Mad Dog. I'm definitely – and he's got several sequels to this or one sequel? I know
0: there's a sequel for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's a number three. It
1: must be one of the biggest movies in, like, Indonesia, man. Uh, the, I mean,
0: And that's the thing is, like – and, again, I watched it last night. So, like, it's interesting to see – because I imagine in Indonesia, and I mean no offense to anyone in Indonesia, their filmmaking quality compared to our filmmaking oh, yeah, yeah, quality, yeah. there's little things you can see that are like, okay, that's CGI. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, this has to be like one of their biggest blockbusters, yeah. you know, and especially I mean, to be good so good storytelling big
1: goes a long way, and if you're going to do movies on the cheap, it's probably best to stay with stuff that... I mean, like these, all these martial arts movies. Like, if you have one or two great guys, and that can, uh, and with trick photography, you can certainly make other people look good uh, too. Then you've you've got a very reasonably priced budget.
0: So, like, one of my favorite like quick cut scenes, and then we can move on. They're in the middle of a fight scene, Mm -hmm. and a knife gets brought out, and uh, Rama. Takes the knife, does like a spin move on a guy, grabs his leg who's trying to kick him, and he puts the knife into his, you know, quads, into his thigh. Yeah. Uh. And like right there, you're like, oh, and then he just rips it oh. all the way down to uh. the knee. Like, uh. oh, my God, dude, uh. you know. So it's it's got gore. It's got blood. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's a good, entertaining movie.
1: Huh. I'll definitely check it out. Yeah. for sure. All right, my number what we, three here, yeah. My yeah. number three is I saw this in the movie theater. I I love this movie so much that I saw it in the movie theater that actually was in a mall, and uh-huh. right after I had seen it, I walked down to the video store and bought. Three movies by this actor that I had oh, never, wow. never seen him in anything, and uh, that's the great Jackie Chan. Oh and that's yeah. the great Rumble in the Bronx. Yes, Rumble in the Bronx was like the one that started. I mean, like like a lot of these stars, he has been he's been famous in China for years and years and years. But not until you hit that right movie in America, yeah, do you get known and everything. And his springboard was certainly Rumble in the Bronx. Yeah. I love uh the second one he did just as much, Supercop. I yeah. could have easily put Supercop on here because I loved Michelle Yeoh in it and all the stuff, that stuff on the train with the uh, motorcycle and everything at the end. Oh, it, so Is
0: Supercop the one where he uh, uses the coconut and gives himself an IV? Oh, I
1: can't remember if that's it. Yeah. That doesn't stand well, out. Well, <laughs> Rumble in the
0: Bronx, I'll tell you, this is how I remember specifically the first time I ever even heard of Jackie Chan. Yeah. Um, was the MTV Music Awards. Hmm. He got, like or MTV Movie Awards, whatever MTV Awards there are. Yeah. Um, he got an award for, like, Best Stuntman. Yeah. And he barely spoke any English at all, and he came out, and I think he even said something along the lines of, like, I don't speak English very well. Yeah, yeah. You go see Rumble in the Bluffs, you know me well. You know what I mean? And that's all he said. And I was like, I'm going to go see that movie. He's
1: super likable, too. Oh, he's so, yeah, absolutely. He's very charismatic, and he's super, super likable. The second you see him, and it was weird, I was... uh, that we're doing this now because my cousin had texted me last night and says, "Hey, I'm watching The Foreigner." And I was, I was like, well, just that's about weird. to ask you, and yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, but I know I'm gonna love it. I know I'm gonna love it because I love Jackie Chan and I love him playing that. It's kind good. Of the older, vulnerable character mm-hmm. uh, that he plays in that I'm very into. Yeah, uh, because I've been following him since. Like I said, I I bought several of his movies after I came out of Rubble in the Bronx. Yeah. None of them even held a candle to how good oh, Rubble yeah, in the Bronx yeah. was. But like Drunken Master uh, is the shit. Yeah, yeah. That is know? that like, wasn't in there, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> and. I this movie was very '90s. Like oh yeah, unbelievably '90s yeah. film here. Yeah, and almost the, Crocodile like, Dundee too. Like yeah, you very know, like, <laughs> And it was uh, what was great about this is it was sometimes very cartoonish, mm-hmm. but it was super fun, man. Yeah, and that's what I always loved about Jackie Chan. He played defense on. A lot. Yeah. And he loved doing it, and it made it interesting, and it made it funny. Yeah. He was, you know, he was doing parkour moments. Um, I was just about to be- say that. Before it had a before, name. Before, exactly. Yeah. And he would just, like, bounce around the walls oh, and then so slip great. through a transom or know, something yeah, like that. I know, yeah, or in between
0: and, two bars. Yeah, like, you're like whoa.
1: Yeah. Uh, and the... Anyone who's watched a lot of these Jackie Chan movies, the best part, even in uh, Rush Hour, was the end credits where you get to see him yes. get injured. Oh my god! <laughs> You're like, yes. Holy crap! Yeah. injured So many times. So many at the end times. of Rubble and Bronx, he's got like a uh, he's got a cast on his foot. Yeah. And he's yeah, just, and puts, it's just he just painted puts a fake, like the shoe it's, yeah, or something it's just like, a like fake big shoe sock. Over it. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, a sock. Yeah. Shoe. yeah. And it's crazy how like dedicated he is. Almost every movie he's on, he's kind of the stunt. Part oh yeah. On. And I he's heard got him, his own crew. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. And I heard him on Leno say that he has broken every bone in his body mm-hmm. twice. Oh wow! And he will. Uh, there is no insurance company that will insure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> He'll have to. He just has to do it out of pocket. That's crazy. Uh, and or have the studios work around it. Did you ever? Works.
0: Did you ever hear the interview with him where he talked about the time that he met Bruce Lee? I don't think so. It's a real quick story. Yeah. So um, he worked on a movie with Bruce Lee. And there was a scene where, uh, you know, and he was like just an extra stuntman, like, you know, um, and there was a scene where Bruce was supposed to punch him, but not really punch him, you know, and Bruce accidentally punched him, you know, and Jackie Chan said, you know, like, it didn't really hurt all that bad. But everybody, as soon as it happened, was like, oh, you know, and, and said, are you OK? Are you OK? And, and, you know, and he he took the sympathy. And like for the rest of the day, he said Bruce Lee kept walking up to him <laughs> going, are you OK? Are you OK? And he said all day long, he just enjoyed Bruce Lee's yeah. sympathy just because, uh, you know, he hit him in the face. The like I
1: got punched by Bruce Lee. Man. Exactly. How like, how, how fucking that? cool is that? You know, but
0: that, you know, I, I every time that I see that story, I always listen to it because it's just so neat.
1: Man, before I go into Rumble in the Bronx, too, it's, it's amazing how interesting his career went, too. And uh, the stuff with the Rush Hour. Oh, yeah. How huge were those movies, man? Those movies were massive. Enough that they to tried be it a again buddy with comedy? Shanghai Noon. Yeah. you know, I mean... It's crazy you forget how well he plays that character. You oh, know? yeah. That I'm the fish out of water, but I can be uh, like funny do banter. Do you understand and... the words that are coming <laughs> out of my mouth? Yeah. Oh, man, it was so great in that. Yeah. Well, in Rumble in the Bronx, it was a pretty simple story. You know, he came there as his, uh, his father uh, or his uncle uh, was getting married, and he had a grocery store that it was yeah. about to sell. Yep. And he was going to come in and help with the transition and everything. And just right at that point, he just – Accidentally, kind of started shit with a rival gang because yeah. they were uh, the father rented the limo. I love when he meets his stepmom for the first time in the store. Do you remember? I know. not he, He's being led around the store to introduced by uh, his uncle, who's like this real kind of uh, funny elderly Asian guy and everything. And he's talking about how you're gonna meet my wife and uh, this is what's gonna happen and uh, this is what I need you to do. And his wife comes from he he says, "Oh, here's my wife now." and uh, He puckers his lips on, like, one frame of the camera. Uh And then out of nowhere, this ginormously, like, overweight black woman Uh comes on the screen. (laughs) And that's your introduction to him when they are kissing together. And Jackie Chan's, like, in the middle looking at him and everything. (laughs) This is your new mommy. That's awesome. (laughs) And she's so funny in it, man. That's great.
0: yeah, I do remember them uh, tearing up the store. Oh though. man, they yeah. really tore the store up. This yeah. store got the shit. Remember, <laughs> yeah. it, it, they, they like, pulled it, it. They
1: pulled the the foundation. Off yeah, the one yeah. Boy. Remember there that like one girl left. was like in the bathroom on the shitter. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> That's she stood right. up and he's like, "Put your pants on." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it, it all started where the. Uh, There was a limo parked outside. Remember, the guys with the the local gang were on dirt bikes and they were riding on On top of of it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All down the line and they were approaching like the white uh, limousine. And Jackie Chan went down there and is like, he had like a onesie pajama on. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, come on, Jackie, leave something to the (laughs) imagination. So he he comes flying down and he like impedes that one Asian girl who's on the motorcycle who skids off. Yeah. And then remember, he, uh, There's like a whole sub story with her where her uh, brother is in the wheelchair.
0: Oh yeah, and he
1: ends up. Uh, Jackie Chan gets ended up connected with a guy in the wheelchair that's who connects right. him back to the sister, and uh, you realize they start this kind of really kind of relationship, or the, a budding relationship. But that girl's also the like girlfriend of the the gang. yeah, yeah. So he just he, makes, doesn't
0: he have like blonde spiky hair? Or no, something that's like that? the underling. Oh okay, Not yeah. The yeah. Yeah. like a brunette, but the <laughs> underling.
1: Remember, he. There's also like a mafia hit going on, uh, or because. Uh, the gang ends up interrupting like this diamond heist uh-huh. and they got the diamonds the one blonde haired guy got oh, the diamonds and okay. hid the diamonds in the kid in the wheelchair's cushion of his chair uh-huh. and remember that's the, right the yeah got a hold of him and then he had the upper hand and he was telling people to meet him I certain remember, places I remember
0: so, the dubbing of that kid being oh so terrible but everyone everyone <laughs> was
1: really bad man. yay yeah, yay yeah. yay my sister like, is pretty you will like her yeah <laughs> it was but it it was supposed to be a comedy, so it just added to it big time, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it, it, it was a classic, you yeah. know. And and like I said, man, that MTV thing—it always just that was my introduction. But yeah, I'll tell you to watch the foreigner. Yeah, dude. It's I will. Man, really I, good.
1: I, I hear Pierce is really good in it too, and it's, it's definitely been on my list to check out. All right, so we're on number four here. So what do you have for your number four? So you say
0: number four. I say number two. Coming in at number two... <laughs> I'm all screwed up here. Right? <laughs> ...is Jet Li's Hero. Uh,
1: this movie, man... It's an epic. I'm telling you, man. I I own this movie, which is weird. I've <laughs> owned it for like a year, and I haven't watched it until Justin put it on his list. Yeah. I said, oh, I, about time I have to watch it. Right. And it's friggin' phenomenal. It's so good, I, It dude. might be the best movie I've seen since Rogue One. Rogue One was wow, the that's last a statement. time uh, I saw a movie that, that was this good. Yeah. This is a kind of intense, complex movie that was yeah. epic, yeah. to say the least. Yeah,
0: well, and that's the thing is, you know, it, and this was years ago, but uh Jetly said a number of years ago that he will no longer do these epic movies. And he yeah. was talking about Hero and uh Fearless. Yeah and just the once upon a time.
1: Yeah. China.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean? These long in-depth yeah. but they're beautiful, man. They're, great, they're, man. they're great movies. And they're almost like the The martial arts themselves are almost like poetic. Yeah, you know, um,
1: crouching tiger comes to mind too. And yeah, crouching tiger was always kind of up there with mine, and but I hero blew it away because it got to a the, that script for that and how artsy they told that story. Yeah, uh, to the point where I I even told you that there's so much misdirection in it yeah. and it's told within the, it's just because Jet Lee is telling the story to a, such a person. And at, at first he's deceiving him and we're seeing that play out. Right. And then it's, uh, him explaining what really happened, but that didn't actually happen. Right. But you're seeing it instead of him telling us about it, so yeah. it's uh, it, it's weird that you have to completely... It reminded me almost like the ending of Clue. But the, right. Uh, <laughs> that, it could have happened that way, but how about this? Are
0: you saying that Tim Curry could play Jet Li? Well, it was Hero? crazy because it
1: all, uh, before you kind of go in the meat of this, it, it, it all dealt with those two people, and those two characters mm-hmm. were just dying over and over and over yeah. again. We saw them die like four different times, right? Uh, she killed that guy, so it's crazy. Yeah. So, so tell us a little because the, on the surface it's pretty simple, but then the way it's told is what's kind of complex.
0: Right. Yeah. So, um, basically, it's it's. China is split into several different... um, China is here, Mr. Burns. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Yeah, China is split into several different regions at this time, and there's several people trying to unite China to be like the first emperor of China. Yeah. Um, Peace for all. Yeah. Right, exactly. You know? Our land. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well put there. Um, and you'll have to watch the movie to catch yeah. that. Um, and so like there have been assassins that have been hired and there's a price on the emperor's head. <laughs> no, no, there are no assassins here. No need to turn <laughs> <Damn>. around. <Yeah. laughs> um, and so like Jet Li, correct me if I'm wrong, Jet Li comes to the Emperor saying, I've killed all of these assassins.
1: Yeah. you've got three mage, he's got three enemies, basically. And they all have, like, a nickname. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, one, one of the nicknames is Sky. Right. One of the nicknames is Broken Sword or Broken Arrow? I think it's Broken I think it's Sword. Broken Sword. Let I, me see. It must have been. If I heard Broken Arrow, so his... I would have Travolta triggers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Jet Li is nameless. Yeah. He has no, no yeah. name. He's, um, he's
1: very, like, uh, Uh, Clint Eastwood from, like, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Exactly.
0: Um, So you have Broken Sword, Flying Snow, Moon, King, and Sky. Yeah. And your buddy Donnie Yen Uh, is Sky.
1: Donnie Yen, he... He wasn't in this movie enough for me, and he's—he's totally looks different than what I'm used to. Yeah, seeing. Yeah, he's got that I long hair, super long, yeah. like gorgeous hair and everything. And I'm used to seeing it like. Uh, by the time I became a Donnie Yen fan, he's an old man. He's now. fifty, yeah. <laughs> so now I, I gotta go back and watch all his younger shit. Yeah. Uh, too. So because yeah. I'm a huge Donnie Yen fan from mm-hmm. It Man, I'll gush about that in the uh, part two of yeah. this uh, pod. But, Absolutely.
0: Uh, so yeah, I mean, so this is basically Jet Li, and the other thing is is. Nobody can get near yeah. the so-called emperor, and for every person that he's killed or thing that he's done honorable for this to be emperor, yeah. you can get closer and closer, <laughs> yeah. and you're yeah. rewarded with more and more. You know yeah. what I mean? Because nobody is, uh, nobody is what equivalent yeah. to him. So therefore, nobody can ever be at that level with him.
1: Kind of the meat on this movie too is that uh, that Jet Li. As long as he is ten spaces from, uh, paces from you, yeah, that he can kill you.
0: Oh, it's so and, fucking cool, uh, man! It,
1: it it's really, really interesting because what what's happening here is he's explaining to the king what brought him there that day. Yeah, you know, because at first the king is the king doesn't know what's actually coming on. The king actually figures it out because he's pretty damn smart. Yeah. at some point. Oh, yeah, and but. At first, he just wants Jet Li to tell him the story of, I I hear you killed Sky. And that was the first one. He's like, how did you come about killing Sky? Right. And then we're seeing him fight Donnie Yen. Yeah. And uh, we see that go down. Then he That's... asks, well, how did you kill Broken Arrow? How did you do that? And that first one yeah. that he had him going with of how they killed each other, mm-hmm. where it looked like Jet Li was coming in there and revealed that uh, – that she had an affair. Oh, and yeah. And then they end up killing each other. Yes. I thought that oh, was fucked gosh. up, Oh, my gosh. It was dude. so good, though. It was really, really amazing to the point where th- that's where it had me. Yeah. You know, w- watching the film. I'm yeah. watching it. And then once you realize that Jet Lee according to what he's telling the king, he didn't even touch her. Right. <laughs> touch him. Uh, this, like... This such a great like swordsman. He's he's like the one of the biggest and the best assassins in all of China. Right. Gets taken down through a shield by yeah. his uh, by his girlfriend right. because she thinks she he had an affair. Yeah, and, well,
0: and and you know, and that's the thing is each one of the uh, so called assassins, yeah. he has a trinket of theirs or a weapon of yeah. theirs that he brings, and and you know, and he has to basically. Like you said, this emperor or the king or whatever he wants to be called, the leader, yeah. he's very smart. And so you have to tell him a believable story. He knows yeah. who these people are and what they're capable he of. He would have
1: believed him straight up if he just brought their heads with them exactly yeah exactly <laughs> you know yeah this, but.
0: um but you know you couldn't just walk in there and be like oh i killed moon in her sleep he'd be like no you didn't yeah. what are you doing here you know and
1: that's basically what happens you know he calls out his story he's yeah. Like, no th- this wouldn't have went down they they weren't petty enough to die over jealousy or something like this right and gently has no problem saying yep you're right yeah <laughs> and then he's like well tell me what really happened yeah and it- it- what comes next is kind of another false story but this is where, as a a, uh, as a filmmaker and as someone watching a beautiful movie, they really fucked with color a lot in this movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And when that, the the scene, trees the scene with the uh, leaves... That scene was amazing. Yeah, it was uh, the girl from Crouching Tiger uh-huh. uh, fighting? I think she's got two Z's in her name, it's like yeah. Zing Zang or something. That was she's really amazing. She was the big star from uh, Crouching Tiger. It's Z Yi Zang. Yeah, Z Yi Zang, yeah. and uh, she's fighting the other woman, and it was amazing. Yeah, uh, scene. But I'm thinking of like the scene that was completely in blue, and everyone was wearing blue. Oh and, yeah, and it's where he's showing. Uh, where he's showing broken sword, and uh, what's her name? Uh, moon. Is it Moon? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's showing broken uh, sword and moon. How good he is at his skills, and he's—they he's, have those like uh, wicker kind of binds that are uh, uh, surrounding the entire room, uh-huh. and he just does this. And they're about. He says, "How far are they away?" And he's like about ten paces, mm-hmm. and then he literally like some amazing wire work just goes around the entire room. So fucking fast. Yeah. And it just snips all the binds on everything. The whole room just topples down. Yeah. And they were like, wow, his skill is like, or he's really fast. Yeah. Yeah. They were all amazed at him. So kind of, that's how the story kind of went is he told the King, he's like, I realized I have to kind of kill your enemies to get close to you. And I, I told these guys that's what I was there to do. Right. And so they were all for it. They were – that's how much these guys hate you. Yeah. They're willing to give your life uh, uh, so I can get this close to you so right. I can kill you. Yeah. But then it gets complicated because he ends up coming out in the story with that broken sword wasn't very uh, – wasn't actually keen for the uh, king to be killed, you mm-hmm. know, he didn't want the king to be killed, right? And it turns yeah. out that was kind of the animosity between him and that moon character, is because he had the opportunity to kill the king like three years prior and didn't, right. do it, Just yeah. couldn't do it because he believes he secretly believed what the king was doing would help the people if the, right. the lands would get reunited United, and everything yeah. to the point where he told uh Jet Li that. I'm going to do whatever I can to stop you right. uh, from killing the king. Yeah. And, man, it's, it goes down to this great, great, fantastic ending, oh, man. so good. The scene with the arrows, we should talk about that oh, for a second. Oh, my gosh, dude. Because n- not just the scene at the end with the arrows, but the scene at the beginning when when they're shooting him at the calligraphy school. Oh, yeah, and he's it, just,
0: like, wearing them down, like, like uh, cutting them apart and stuff like no, that. No, this
1: is when the the whole, like... The whole army is outside shooting their arrows into the compound. Right. Yeah. And the people are still doing calligraphy. That's right. Yes. At first they flee, and then the one kind of main guy says, yep. "I'm going out there. This is what I'm. I." The beauty of this will overwhelm something. Or, right. Yeah. Stupid. He shouldn't have gone out there. Yeah. But he but he went out there, and all the other people ran out with him, and they just sat there, and there's arrows flying through yeah. everywhere. Man, it's yeah. really intense looking scene. But yeah, at the end, we oh. just did that great outline. Oh man. Oh. man.
0: And I mean, that scene made me so sad. Yeah. You know, at the it's like, oh, It's what? really a fantastic movie. His movies. And, and those types of movies that he does, those specific ones, yeah. like, they're fucking sad. They're great yeah. movies. And at the end, you're like, nah, uh. <laughs> you know gently like, is good man gently doesn't great.
1: get a, a lot of credit for being a fantastic yeah, and, actor and
0: and I know there was that whole uh, Photoshop thing of him with like white hair and glasses and looked like really? remember we no, talked remember about that. it before oh, really? um, there was some picture that said he was in really poor health and this is oh, what he looked oh, like yeah. now and an da, 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 da. right <laughs> yeah. you know I, I don't know what's going on with him where he's at if he's acting or what but man I hope he's doing okay because I do not want to lose him
1: no you know. he's got a lot of great roles left in him because now he's at that age where he can play the sensei exactly and the, the roles that we see chow young fat now playing who is mm-hmm. chow young fat was more just a plain action hero than a martial arts guy he yeah. did martial arts but anytime i think of chow young fat two it, gun style yeah the two gun style yeah. john yeah. Wu john type Wu. fighting yep. sequences yeah
0: well see and that's why john Wu like the two of them work together oh, yeah. so well Hard like, boiled man hard yeah. boiled such a great yeah.
1: film uh but right. yeah, Hero, Hero, great movie. I can't recommend it enough. It's absolutely fantastic. All right, this next one. This is a movie that me and my younger brother absolutely loved, man. And we grew up watching this movie. And this is 1981's also canon picture, uh, <laughs> Enter the Ninja. Yes. This is such a fantastic movie. And I don't know if it's because they played it so often on HBO that we loved it. It was just it embodied all uh, great... Uh, all the great stuff about ninjas, but it also had the uh, an element that really reminds me of the same thing that happened with uh, Pale Rider. When it, mm-hmm. Back in the Westerns right. uh, pod, I talked a little bit about Pale Rider. And what's interesting about that is it's all dealing with a stranger who's coming into town that wants to defend kind of a land mm-hmm. that some other kind of big business guy is trying to interfere on right. and buy it because it's got gold here. Right, well, on this, yeah. it's like the same type of style, but they've got... Uh, they got oil on, oh, on the land. Even better. So you've got this evil guy who uh, who is super close to owning the land because he's wearing these guys down. Right, yeah. And uh, what's happening, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, we're dealing with, uh, with Franco Nero, who's a great Italian actor who is famous for Django, uh-huh. uh, the original Django Unchained, and he was... Uh, Die Hard, Die Hard 2. Right. He was the guy that they were trying to make a deal to swap for. Remember, uh-huh. he's the one that Bruce Willis punched that's, in the face. Yeah, there's two Die I mean, Hard 2 references we've yeah, had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Frank O'Nero it, it's a weird choice for him, but he, he really sold it, too. They had to overdub him through the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, so, it's definitely not his voice, but the guy's voice sounds really good for that character. Uh-huh. And... He's this completely dressed solid white kind of ninja, mm-hmm. and the movie starts off with it's like a ten minute before anyone even says a word. Yeah, where he's like traveling through the woods and he's killing all these red ninjas, and yeah. then he has to fight this black ninja. And there's yeah. a great scene where he jumps off. I, you had me at the first ten minutes, man. Yeah, and they threw up all the punches, man. They showed air, uh, you know, like uh, the air dart stuff yeah. and all the smoke and everything, and he leads them all the way down into the. Uh, kind of where the sensei is located at the dojo. Mm. And uh, he cuts the sensei's like head off. And you're like, what the hell is going on? You have right. no clue. And he gets into this one room and he like kneels down. And all of a sudden, all the red ninjas he killed walked in. They all got like plates <laughs> uh, over their chest, yeah. and fake wounds on their face. And uh, the, the sensei walks in holding the severed head. You're yeah. like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? And, uh, the canon films just went nuts. Yeah. Uh, but apparently it was all just part of his test to be a ninja and everything, Uh but it kind of centered around the black ninja there who was played by the great uh, Sho uh, Kasugo. Kasugi. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and he was really good. He's been in a lot of these movies. Have you ever watched Revenge of the Ninja? I was going to say, he was Revenge of the Ninja, Nin- yeah, Ninja right? Yep. Yeah. That's, Ninja that's the, the one the I Domination. watched 10,000 times. So. Uh, yeah, we'll probably be talking about that one soon, uh, I too. hope so. I love the whole Ninja trilogy. If you're not uh, familiar with the trilogy, it's the the first one was Enter the Ninja. Mm-hmm. Uh, Revenge of the Ninja was number two and the yeah. Ninja 3, the Domination. I was, need to see that one. It, it makes me smile just saying the name because it's <laughs> such a weird kind of offshoot. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, of, what what did they say on that? Uh, uh, they said it's a mix of The Exorcist, uh, Kung Fu movie and, and uh, flash, uh, flash dance. dance. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, that's, that is very uh, true <laughs> yeah. statement right there. Uh,
1: so what happens is he ends up they, they've established the fact that the black ninja doesn't want anything to do with him. He says, he's not a real ninja. He's not from Japan. And he's right. like, yeah, well, he trained with us. He's a real ninja. He right. says, I'll never accept him as a ninja. <laughs> then boom, he ends up leaving town. He goes to the Philippines and that's where he kind of meets up with one of his old friends who's now kind of an alcoholic that's kind of given up. He's got a wife that he doesn't, that's kind of making eyes at uh, Franco Nero now and everything. Mm-hmm. And he realizes shortly on that there's like uh, kind of a land baron there who's buying up all the land for the oil and everything. Uh-huh. And he's making trouble for them. And uh, he's even got... One of his underling is called The Hook. Do you remember that? It's like this little fat guy that has a hook on his hand. No. So Frank O'Neill at one point takes the hook and like hooks it on like this top beam in a bar and he can't get down. Uh-huh. It's, That's awesome. It's hilarious. So he ends up just wasting all of... Uh, of uh, this kind of land baron's men. And it's mm-hmm. very... also reminds me of a lot of uh, Roadhouse. <laughs> Roadhouse. Yeah, he just sends a whole other group of people in. Uh-huh. Uh, and then he ends up slaughtering. Him, and the guy's like, what the hell's going on? He's like, well, they have a... Uh, they have this kind of ninja uh, looking after him. He says, ninja, I want a ninja. He <laughs> <laughs> I need a ninja. <laughs> <Still hilarious>. that's <laughs> so that's great. what they do. His, his right-hand man says, well, I'm going to have to go to China. And uh, he says, all right, go to China. Get me a ninja. And that's hysterical. Who does he bring back? Yeah. <laughs> the black ninja that hates Frank Nero, <laughs> man. Awesome. So it was awesome, man. Uh, but really, the, the, the best thing about this flick is the end sequence. Oh, yeah. Now, the – End sequence with this, it always stuck with me because I think it was the first time I saw uh, anyone, and you saw it at the beginning, but it, you, once you realized it was fake, I think it was the first time I uh, saw someone voluntarily, willingly uh, tell somebody to like, take their head. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And because... There was you saw that in a lot of these old kung fu movies that I wanted to die with dignity here, kill me now, right? Or, yeah, or even worse, that kill myself. Yeah, that yeah. Harry carry oh, type of gosh. thing. Then yeah. remember uh, what was it? A uh, showdown in Little Tokyo. With Brandon Lee, yeah, and Dolph Lundgren, yeah, when a guy was in the room and he ended up Harry carrying himself, that's and you're like, right. What yeah, the fuck? I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they don't show that much on film too. I'm surprised they don't because there's some like some like self disembowelment. Oh yeah, stuff. yeah, like, absolutely. I'm, I'm not sure. Have you seen it? I'm sure you probably have seen it in one of these. I
0: mean, I've right? seen it in the the one you were just talking about, shot in Little Tokyo.
1: Uh, yeah, that's right. But they didn't do it like graphically. Like, no, like no. Guts I
0: I around. remember like a a specific one. I but I can't place the movie. I'm sure, they did it. It's it, it. You know, it's a it's a master or a sensei, and he's got like a white top with a blue gi on, huh. and you know, and he's sitting there on his knees, and he does it. But I can't remember what movie it's huh. from.
1: I may have to do it in Murder Farm. Yeah, I think we should. <laughs> yeah, <do> absolutely. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so it all works down to Franco Nero kind of having to deal with this black ninja who showed up and down after being hired uh, yeah, the, um, all the way from china and it was funny when he got hired he had to actually go speak to the sensei that we saw from the beginning of the movie and he was like well if if you need him for some good worthy purposes i guess i'll lend him out to you, <laughs> <You're>
0: like, <laughs> this, is, you know, this guy's from like rent-a-thug yeah right? <laughs> he just like, comes up. <laughs> look my boss he's got some money eh? yeah hey like, come on <laughs> buddy talks yeah <laughs> give me a, i want the black one yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'll take
1: the black one and two red ones Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah he comes and he just fucks everything up and what's creepy about him in this movie is uh, when he's burning he's like burning the village for the people that for, uh, uh, the people that they were going to buy the oil land from uh-huh. and he came in there and he just burned and laughed the entire time he did it oh wow he just laughed at the top of his lungs and just smiled as he's burning stuff and yeah. you can just see him underneath his like gear his gi just going crazy that's nuts uh, so, yeah, it works down to them like they're all in like this arena, and he has this great kind of uh, fight with them. And mm-hmm. it, then he ends up get it, taking it to his stomach, uh, the The black ninja. I, and he falls to his knees, and that's where he looks up to him, and he says, let me die in dignity. And then he just lowered his head, and then, boom, you uh, saw him roll on the ground. You're like, yes, give me yeah. Revenge of the Ninja. <laughs> 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 revenge of the Ninja is the one where he had the mask yeah. on his head. Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, yeah, it was dude. really good, man.
0: Yeah, and, and that's the same one where he blows the spikes in the guy's face, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. man. That... That movie, I remember, and I know we'll talk about it, so I'll, I'll just say this quick. I remember renting that from the video store and telling my parents for like two or three weeks <laughs> that I couldn't find it. <laughs> like until they eventually found it and you know got really mad at me and and then took it back you know but like oh no, that's one my of my Avenger f- the Ninja yeah that's and one I, of I don't my know favorites. about you but
1: back then I had no idea that any of those were even connected and until oh, no. until Ninja Three the Domination came out and you were like what's one and two yeah and you're like oh shit of the Dragon of the they were completely different then yeah on three of those are like other than uh, having uh, the word Ninja or <laughs> having Zugi, uh, Zugi in it uh, yeah that might have been the only connection to them but. Mm-hmm. Fabulous movie, man. Yeah. What you got? All number right.
0: Two. No, is this is this is number one, isn't it?
1: Oh, yeah, we're starting the last round. Yeah. So I'm off.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, it's, you're smelling that turkey. And that's what it is. Yeah.
1: It's because Ninja Dave hasn't fucking given me the. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Ninja Dave. Yeah. <laughs> that
0: could be a character on Murder Farm. Hell yeah. Ninja Dave. <laughs> it's in the script.
1: Yeah. <laughs> in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that. Ooh, it's in the movie. It's
0: in the movie. <laughs> uh. Uh. All right. All right. That's a random so, throwback. Yeah. <laughs> no one got that. I did, and uh, that's all that matters. That's all It yeah. made me laugh. <laughs> um, so this is definitely one of my favorite kung fu movies of all time. I do not remember who recommended this to me, um, but it's 1978's Five Deadly Venoms. ah
1: uh. I, I, you just recently introduced me to this and I remember you had sent me your list and you're like, does anyone's on my list that you need to watch? This one should be it. Yeah. And you sent me this crappy ass copy <laughs> which I, it, that shows how good the movie is that I was able to put up with it. Yeah. The whole movie to watch it because mm-hmm. it, it was really, really well done. Yeah. And it was a couple of times where I had to rewind because I was like, oh, I got to really pay attention. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Because there was some serious stuff going on. <laughs> my cat has a hold of one of the potholders and he, she is going nuts. <laughs> uh, that's her I, I, I kung fu styled it away from her. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, why don't you tell us the kind of the gist behind this?
0: So, um, the movie starts off, and it's a master and a student, and the master is telling the student about his previous students and how they were taught in secret, that they changed their names, and that they didn't know each other except like they came in groups of two. One and two. No. So. <laughs>
1: so it's complex, man. It, it, it is. It really you know,
0: is. You um, but it's, it's a good Here, you, st- g- you keep talking. I'm going to take a turkey
1: out. All right. Um, oh, shit.
0: <laughs> so, um, so there's five different styles for each one of the uh, students, and it's the centipede, the scorpion, the snake, I think, the lizard, and the toad. Toad's
1: my favorite.
0: so um each of them have like their own kind of special thing that they can do um either it's speed or agility or uh strength you know or being like impenetrable and so he's telling the student about you know, each one of these. And then he says, I have, welcome back. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, you know, I've taught you a little bit of each one of these styles enough to know how to defend yourself at least.
1: When he introduced them is was my favorite part where he would say their name and yeah. then they would show them all going through like a sequence where they have like, Pots, kind of clay pots, uh, yeah. held up, and then they show how they work that style. Yeah, uh, the toad, and then the, all the different ones. Yeah, well, and it's know, very interesting. And a, a lot of the moves they even added like the hiss to it. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah,
0: and that's that's what I was just about to say. The other thing, because um, this one is similar in time frame as far as movie quality went mm-hmm. um, to Shaolin versus Wu Tang. So the one thing that I really love about those old kung fu movies are the sound effects. Oh, yeah. The punches and the the, the wisps and the sword clangs. This added to the nines. Man. Yeah, and, and like, you know, when somebody would kick through, you would hear the ruffling of their pants yeah, yeah. as their leg went through the air, you know? <laughs> like, I, I, those sound effects were great. Um, and so, okay, so yeah, so uh, um, the toad was impenetrable. Yeah. You know, he had made it so his skin could not be, mm-hmm. like, cut by anything. Yeah. Um, Let's see, the snake was super fast. A couple of them were speed and agility, which yeah. were kind of the same thing. Um, Centipede
1: was huge. He was big. He was that guy with the beard and wore red. Yeah, yeah. the red. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, he was mean, too. Yeah, he too. was big dude. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and who was number three? Do you remember?
1: Uh, that was the guy they didn't know who it was until Scorpion. the Scorpion. Which was the lizard. No, lizard. Oh, was it the lizard? I think so. Oh,
0: I think it was Scorpion. Squ- oh, well, it doesn't matter. It was one Maybe of you're them. right. Um, yeah,
1: it, it was the scorpion, I think. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so um, so the master tells him, tells the student, you need to go to this town where they all are, but they supposedly don't know who each other are. Yeah. But if they figured it
1: out... <laughs> but it's a little weird watching it because there's only so many actors in the I movie. I right? Well, like, you're the centipede. Yeah. There's only four other people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you have to be the snake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: um, yeah, and so he tells them, like, go to this town, because the thing is, is if they team up, they could be, like, unstoppable, yeah. but it's, and this is a total hole in the plot, but, like, you know, they're, like, he's, like, if they were to, uh, you know, all join forces, then they might go and ask this rich man for his money. Like, they don't even say he's gonna <laughs> rob him or yeah, anything yeah. like that, you know, and it's just pretty funny, um,
1: and that's kind of what it, all the meat of it is when they go there to look for this treasure. They end up slaughtering, like, the, the family that lives there, the people that live there. Right. And then, like, an investigation and a trial starts. Yeah. And that's where the beauty of this movie is because you've got treacheries afoot, man. Yeah. you got people turning on each other and mm-hmm. people making witnesses claim that other people did it other than the people that actually did the crime. Right. You remember they arrested Centipede first. They arre- yeah. And... Uh, uh, Snake... Oh, man. I gotta, it's I so know, hard to keep track. I know. Two, two of them uh, kind of uh, got the centipede uh, arrested, and then they had to...
0: Yeah, Toad and uh, I think it was...
1: Toad was the one that was... Uh,
0: Toad and uh, Lizard. Toad and Lizard was the cop and his friend. Yeah. And Snake and Scorpion were the two bad guys. Toad's
1: the one that they... They uh, made it look like he did it when he didn't.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, because um, Scorpion, remember there was the witness yeah. that saw the Scorpion yeah. do it, and he set up and straight up in court, like I saw him do it. He was the one who did it. You yeah. know. And then they threatened him, yeah. and they brought him back to court, and He's he was like, like no. no, it wasn't him. It was somebody else. You know? And I, I
1: love the look on Toad's face when, uh, because he knows damn well he didn't do yeah, it. When yeah, When he gets in his face, he says, you're lying. Yeah. You're lying. He yeah. told you to say this yeah. and everything, and then, sh- sh- sorry. So, so, the judicial system is not going to work for you here, right. Toad. Right,
0: and the judicial system in this movie it. Was, <laughs> was we're going to torture you yeah. until you confess oh, bring to up what the Iron I Iron know, dude. <laughs> Um, and, yeah, and see the... Excellent. The <laughs> 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 Sorry. there you go on that one. Oh, that was good. Uh, I'm waiting for number two. Uh, it's going to be awesome, number dude. Number three. Numbers, yeah, 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 number three. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so... Yeah, basically. I think it's
1: vicious too. I, I don't think I've ever seen one with the, the so needles, many needles like that. Yeah,
0: because well, and they it said just, it was supposed to have ten thousand. Yeah, you know, I mean, ten so thousand. The years. Iron
1: Maiden is basically this. It's almost like a hollow suit that they'll put somebody in, but inside it's got needles that yeah. just. And when they pulled him out, he just had them all over his body. Right, man. and he really but crazy. they
0: still they still weren't able to yep. you know it take away his strength. Me. Yeah, <laughs> um, and so like at that point, he starts fighting with uh, either snake or squir- or centipede yeah. um and as they're fighting from out of nowhere these two stars yeah. go into his ear canals scorpions yeah um that's right yeah because he comes out of nowhere and just throws them which i think is hilarious that he threw them and they went into both ears simultaneously (laughs) like
1: and the guy who was really scorpion came out soon after that too hey guys yeah (laughs) what's going on scorpion was here i missed him again (laughs) clark kent superman no way oh man Uh, Um, I, i love what they what they did to the witness uh and do you remember the other guy when they put a hook down his throat yes and then what was the other guy they oh they put, put the, the, needle the needle up his, his brain nose. yeah he, he told him there's ways i could kill you they'll never yep. know how you did it yep. and then he just takes out that like small thin spike and jammed it up in his nose i'll tell
0: you the scene that i was watching that made me think i have to tell paul to watch this movie yeah. because and it was right around that time mm-hmm. because of like they do some really creative oh, yeah. killing in oh, yeah. this movie. Um, and my favorite one is where they hold down the Toad after he's been, you know, basically defeated. Yeah. And they just put paper towel over paper towel yeah. over paper towel wet. It was like
1: a... It was a waterboard. It, it was they, a they wet, basically waterboarded.
0: Well, well, it was a wet paper towel, yeah. and so eventually it just cuts off the water... Su- or the uh, yeah. oxygen supply, mm-hmm. and you just suffocate to yeah, death, and there's no trace. Yeah, that's what
1: would water... Waterboarding is taking it off and then putting it back on, and right. then taking it off and putting it back right, on. So they basically right. just left it on there. Yeah. And then, like... Suffocating. I, I love how the... How it's so, like... Uh, second nature that the he tells the guards to hang him up uh that way they'll think he killed himself right yeah yeah shit yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) for real I, i mean and so like this is number one on part one list because it's a great movie as far as the kung fu goes well then
1: there's that fight sequence with the the new student and i don't know who was it that was teaming with him Was it Lizard? I think him and Lizard were then fighting uh, uh, the other two. And then Scorpion revealed himself during the middle of it and everything. And he just just sat
0: there and watched them fight for a while because he was just like, well, I'm just going to go with whoever wins here. You know, but then he eventually kind of chose the bad side. Yeah. You know. It was
1: good. And then they killed him, got the treasure map. And they're like, ta-da! Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody ends happy. (laughs) But yeah,
0: I mean, great, great movie. Yeah.
1: I I, de- I definitely enjoyed it so much that I uh, I looked for the DVD and I think I'm gonna buy it because I need to lo- I need to watch it in better quality. Yeah. I don't need I the, admire the you torrent copies. Yeah. Like, torrent copies, garbage. Yeah. <laughs> it's the last time I visit the darknet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my my number one man. and I love this. Uh, yeah, see, we're only an hour and a half. This is gonna be one short ass pod, man. Well, that's why because we did part two. That's why. Yeah, exactly. I, we we left five off, so that's cool. We do two. Uh, 145 pods. That makes a for a good pod. There. Hell yeah! All right. So my number one, and this is one I always loved. I've always been a huge James Bond fan, and this movie for me was just a another James Bond movie. You yeah. could actually just put it right in the package. <laughs> uh, and this is 1973's *Enter the Dragon*. Yeah, such a fantastic film, man. And this was this was. He was dead when this movie was released. Yeah. he died like two or three months before this movie was to be released, so he yeah. didn't even get to see. Well, he it died in the, the filming. He didn't. Uh, he didn't finish the film. Oh, uh, this was what even happened? I thought it was for something else. I thought this had been filmed previously and just not released early. Oh, maybe. Maybe I, you're right. I don't I, know. I, I, I think, have to check. on I think. What,
0: yeah, he was finishing because this is the one where at the end they're in the Hall of Mirrors. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that was that, the one. I think that was where. Oh, maybe then, yeah. Uh, I think I could be wrong. Uh, we'll check the email. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, but I, I loved, and you, if you think like the '60s and the '70s, it's like uh, I hear them referred to as like the four Bs—the things that were super famous back then were like the Beatles, Batman, Bond, and, and Bruce, Bruce Lee. Lee. Nice, and they were just all of them were huge, man. So it was a very interesting concept to me that they took him into this movie. As being someone who is going to be a kind of an underground spy that was going to infiltrate Mr. Uh, our uh, that Mr. Han yeah uh, palace on an island and everything and you're going to have to use your wits to be able to go in there and seduce it's like Dr. the women like Doctor Khan and, wasn't it uh, Han Han yeah okay. it's definitely yeah, yeah, Han yeah and uh, all the interesting uh, characters they got in this movie to go along with it uh, yeah so basically it's got like a James Bond feel if it was kind of mixed with uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, for so, sure. Mr. Han has this kind of crazy championship or balls of fury. Right. <laughs> where where they're going to go to this island and all the best fighters in the world and they're going to fight each other and uh Little do you know that Mr. Hunt's kind of recruiting for the best of the best. Right. Even though his underlings are horrible, dude. They just get their ass kicked off. Oh, all yeah, absolutely. Long. He's That's probably why he I needs think he's tournament. going for faith in numbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's holding the tournament. He needs some better quality yeah. guys. <laughs> so he gets the great Bruce Lee shows up. But also, man, I love uh, John Saxton in this Definitely. movie. I'm a huge John Saxton fan anyways. He's a great character actor. Most people listening would probably know him from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. He's Nancy's dad yeah, in Nightmare on Elm Street. But he's also the cop in Black Christmas, which is one of my other favorite movies. That oh, wow. Really, really good. And he even came back in The New Nightmare to do uh, some scenes. Uh, who knew he was uh, a black belt in karate? Yeah. Because I, from what I hear, that's why they hired him. And really? I mean, you got to act alongside Bruce Lee. And this yeah. was towards the end. Uh, I mean, this is the very end of Bruce Lee's career. So he has already established himself as the yeah. king shit yeah. of what he does. And that's why I love this movie. And I think it uh, was one of the more commercial movies he did, but it was also kind of it cultivated all his like skills. Oh, and if he talents. would have made
0: it, if he was alive, when I mean, he would have been a you oh, know man. a superstar for superstars. Yeah. We'd still you know. be watching him as Yeah, it's, absolutely.
1: It's sad that we lost him super super young, man. Yeah, was yeah, thirty two or something. like I'm that? I'm not think, sure, but I'm. I think it, that sounds about right. I think he was like thirty two.
0: I wouldn't be surprised.
1: So there's just so many fun stuff, and I I talk about how yeah, it reminds 32. me of. Yeah. Uh, I talk about how it reminds me of a Bond movie, man. You, you think of that Han guy. He's got removable hands. Yeah. Remember we showing him all the, uh, the collection, yeah. And he's got, uh, he's one got of my favorite the moments. tiger or the... He's got the furry ones with yeah. the thing and he's got this other one that's like a, a kind of a block with just like Wolverine claws yeah, coming yeah. out of it. And then they show this one tiny skeleton hand and I remember uh, John Saxon's like, what's that one? He's like, oh, that's a souvenir. So they don't <laughs> go into the fact that that's his real that's hand. That's his hand, right hand yeah. And so he just had <laughs> These interchangeable hands that he puts on, and yeah. he's, he's like stroking those long cats like blow fell, yeah. and Everything, I'm like, come on, man, yeah. <laughs> someone's gonna get sued here if they're not <laughs> <very> careful, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it was. It had that black guy in it. What was that black guy's name? It was Jim from, Kelly. Jim Kelly. He yeah. was really good, man. He yeah. had that like famously huge fro. Afro, yeah. But he was in a lot of those uh, <laughs> those black kung fu movies back yeah. in the 70s, too, and was super famous. Mm-hmm. He did not make it out of this one. No,
0: party. he got the shit kicked out he of
1: it. he gets pissed at one point and just mouths off to Mr. Hand and ends up... Uh, I keep saying Mr. Hand. I don't think it's Mr. I think that's the guy from uh, Fast Times Rouge Ridgemont High. Uh, I think it's just Hand.
0: Let's see here. Yeah, it's just hands. It's just hand Yeah,
1: I guess anyone that would be uh, addressing him could call him Mister Hand. Nah. <laughs> but uh, remember, they string him up. They string uh, uh, yeah that black guy up, and, and John they drown him, sees don't they? Him. I think they, they have him over water. Yeah, and they, he's like hanging from a thing and all bloodied and everything. So yeah. John Saxton sees him and he's like, "Holy shit! Now I know what the hell's going on here."
0: Right, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll join your organization." Yeah. You know, and but because
1: that all kind of brought about when he's. I love they They kind of set you up with courtesans the night before and you don't right. realize that it's just cr- to occupy you so you don't search the rest of the island. Right, yeah, exactly. Uh, and everything that's going on. Uh, but like you said, it all comes down to like that super, super famous scene in the mirrors, man. Oh yeah, uh, dude. It's so good. Just talking about Bruce Lee in general though, man, if he was that fast and that kind of impressive in this oh, movie, yeah. how great he must've been when they, when he was first discovered or even as oh, really early Oh, and stuff. I mean,
0: and I know if you, you know, if you know a, a little bit about, about Bruce Lee, you know this, I mean, they weren't, and you know, and it's camera speed too, but back then. No. All the stuff that he did, he had to slow down because he was too fast for the cameras, you know? I mean, God, man, it's just incredible. And you
1: you realize that when you're watching, like, the fight sequence what we saw with uh, Chuck Norris from Way of the Dragon, you're like, this is, like, almost inhuman how fast he is. I mean, God, dude. It's insane. And the fight sequences, remember, it starts... It starts out with a fight sequence, or we see them go through several ones. What's the guy from uh, from so, Bloodsport? So
0: there's there's two main scenes as far as the fighting tournament yeah. goes that I you know are kind of my favorite, and one is uh, the the white guy. His name is O'Hara. Yeah, O'Hara. He's a big guy. He's a big dude, yeah. and I mean Bruce Lee beats his ass. And there's that scene, or that that point in the scene where he kicks him in the chest, and I mean, it's a real kick to the chest, you know. I don't know if he was putting 100% power, but they do it in slow motion, and if you look at that kick, basically, Bruce Lee's butt is almost at his chest. Like, that's how far back his leg is, and he extends all the way through that guy. He pushes him back like 8, 10 feet into like three people who I'm sure they were supposed to fall, but... They try to catch him, and you can see, like, damn, this was some real power, you know? Karate
1: Man Uh, bruise on the inside. Inside, (laughs) yeah.
0: But he, yeah, unfortunately, O'Hara did not. He therefore got up and then died. Um, But the other one is very famous through lots of movies, um, Bolo. Yeah. You know? You think...
1: uh, John claude Van Damme, you kind of think this guy, too. Yeah. He, very distinctive-looking guy, too, if you look him up. Might be one of the biggest Asian guys I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah. The guy who played Thunder in uh, in Big Trouble in China is pretty huge. Uh, he was guy, in Double Impact, uh, also. This guy, yeah. This guy totally beats him, man. He looks insane when you look at him. Oh, he yeah. He looks like the guy that you show up in the ring and you're just like, nope. Yeah, I, <laughs> Yeah, you I, I, win. You win. Yeah. Yeah. Love Bloodsport. We'll have to talk about that sometime. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but a lot of those Van Damme movies that are like that, that were, uh, they just brought in these really great <clears throat> guys to play these villains, man. And a lot of these guys got typecasted like that guy. That guy wasn't playing a good guy. Yeah, Anything. No. I mean, you have that kind of angry, pissed off look and you're kind of made for this type of role. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this was a fun one, man. I, I loved everything about it. I loved that uh, halfway through it when uh, – when everyone started fighting each other and at some point it was just like a free for all yeah yeah and, that, absolutely. and that's when he kind of like escaped and had to uh you know Mr. oh, Mr. you know <laughs> you know Han was going to uh Go for his uh, his cool hands. That's a beauty of showing something like yeah. that. You're like, oh, we well, I can't he's wait for used. that. <laughs> he's get used at some yeah. point. And he has to like break the glass literally to get in there, and before Bruce comes in. Yeah. And the ones that he puts on first are those Wolverine ones, which is what gives him that iconic kind of scarring. Yeah, absolutely. That everyone recognizes, you know, those three slashes yep. on each of his cheeks, and, and, and he's got the straight one. And across he would his... always
0: take the blood with yeah. his thumb and, and just taste it, it yeah. and just be like, okay, motherfucker.
1: Vocal kind of fighter. Too. Oh yeah, I mean, He made a lot of noise. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean,
0: I mean, I'm, uh, that was like signature. You know what I mean? It was that was his brand. Yeah, the, and it was great. Yeah. everyone
1: would make fun of it. It just off of that, you know. <laughs> make fun of Bruce Lee? I yeah, dare yeah. you. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I can't now. But. <laughs> no, not you. I'm just saying. Like, could you imagine somebody no, no. like?
0: man, you scream like a little girl when you do that. And Bruce Lee, like, just... What'd you say? What? <laughs> what was that? <laughs>
1: this is also one of the few movies, almost all his movies, except I heard, like, two of them. Mm-hmm. This was, And this was one of them that he wasn't overdubbed. That was actually his real Oh, piece, yeah, yeah. Uh, that he used, which it's got to be weird, man, that you're being a star for so long and no one has ever, ever heard, heard your, your voice.
0: voice. Yeah, exactly. And people
1: forget that he was a kind of... Um, he was kind of a... Superhero before superheroes, too, because he was uh, Kato in yep. the Green Lantern. Yep. And that's kind of where he, his whole career kind of started off of that. Yeah. And, uh, Certainly, I could have easily put uh, Chinese Connection or Fist of Fury. did we learn Fist of yeah. Fury is actually called something else at the it's, same time? Yeah, the, big, the boss. big boss. big boss the is Fist, also Fist of Fury. See, time. but
0: we could have just totally filled up a list of two of those, and nobody would have even yeah. known.
1: Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. two of my favorites. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah Bruce Lee, man. When you're talking martial arts films, Bruce Lee is definitely uh, always going to be high up Best there. ever. He'll he'll be on the next pod, I'm sure, in one capacity and another. Yeah. Uh, but I'm... Looking forward to the other one, uh, yeah, which we'll probably put out in a couple of weeks. I think we've got uh, some good stuff coming up. Uh, I don't want to, yeah, I can't talk really talk uh, honorable mentions because they they still they, could be yeah, on the next pod. Everything's too, still kind of so up in the air. Next pod, we'll talk about the ones that didn't make it that deserve to be. But yeah, uh, I I've got some. I got two or three of my, uh, two or three of them on my list that I they can't change. They have to stay on the list. Yeah, so yeah. There's a for couple sure. of the flexible ones that I'm like, ah, oh, maybe that could be on there. Maybe it couldn't. But there's three definites that have to be on there. Uh, so yeah, I think next week we're we're gonna go from like fighting to uh, to fighting, man. I think next week's gonna be rocky. Hell yeah. We're going from martial arts to boxing too. Hell yes. So. Uh, I'm super excited! It officially came out today. Creed 2 officially right. came out on Thanksgiving. So, yeah. I don't know how many people are checking it out on Thanksgiving? I hear it's good. I hear it's, I hear it's not breaking any new ground, but it's just what do you expect? To yeah, win. yeah. Th- that goes with all the Rocky movies, though. We know what we want. Yeah, exactly. We, yeah, we want Rocky to win. We want to see him beat his ass and kind of go through hell getting there. Yep. And, uh, that's what those are all about. So. Absolutely. We'll do a, a great pod. Dave will be back for that one. Uh, he's off in Tallahassee, I think, right now. Oh, yeah? I just The idea of traveling during Thanksgiving is so no. just horrible, man. No. Traffic. I, 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 My girl texted me like five times on I-75, which tells you how many standstills she was at. Oh, because wow, she would yeah. never text while she drove. Right. But she's like, we're not moving. Yeah, I'm doing like, zero yeah, miles an hour. Zero miles an hour. I think it's uh. safe. And uh, she, at least five times, so it took her probably an extra hour and a half. Uh, oh, man. I get on the interstate. I want to get off as soon as humanly possible. Yeah. So yeah, that's not for me. <laughs> you, you come to me. if You, you know where I'll be. <laughs> that's
0: why I'm here, and we're <laughs> yeah, having turkey. That's why we're here. We're <laughs> going to eat some turkey here.
1: So, yeah, I hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving. We will be back next week. Until then, if you want to get a hold of us, you can uh, check us out on Facebook or on Twitter at Dupree Podcast. You can also leave us a comment or a like on iTunes or SoundCloud. And uh, what I miss? Oh, uh, email, which is fascinatedwithfilms at gmail.com. Justin will get back to you immediately. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, that'll be martial arts. All right. I'll see you next week. Till then,
0: see you. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with.
1: He possessed great skills. <laughs>